Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Acts chapter 6 from the World English Bible. Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, a complaint arose from the Hellenists against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily service. The twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not appropriate for us to forsake the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, select from among you, brothers, seven men of good report, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will continue steadfastly in prayer and in the ministry of the word. These words pleased the whole multitude. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicolaus, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. When they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. The word of God increased, and the number of the disciples greatly multiplied in Jerusalem. A great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Stephen, full of faith and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. But some of those who were of the synagogue called the Libertines, and of the Cyrenians, and of the Alexandrians, and of those of Cilicia and Asia, arose, disputing with Stephen. They weren't able to withstand the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people, the elders, and the scribes, and came against him and seized him, then brought him into the council and set up false witnesses who said, This man never stops speaking blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs which Moses delivered to us. All who sat in the council, fastening their eyes on him, saw his face like it was the face of an angel. That is the end of chapter 6. Several places in the Bible, God talks about how the Jewish nation should have cared for widows and fatherless children. For instance, in Exodus 22.22, it says, You shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. Deuteronomy 10.18 says that God respects is no respecter of person and executes judgments for the widows. Um, in Deuteronomy 14.29, it's talking about the tithe and says that every three years, the tithe should be used to give to the poor and those who need things so that they will have enough. Uh, 16, uh, Deuteronomy 16.11 talks about widows being included in the community. And Deuteronomy 24.19-21 talks about the law of gleaning and mentions widows there as well. In Proverbs 15.25, it says God establishes the border of the widow, so he's giving her a place of protection. 
Isaiah 117 says that they should learn to plead for the widows. Then in Deuteronomy 2719, widows are specifically mentioned as something that they will be cursed for if they don't follow the laws about treating them well. So um, there are also many places where the Israelites are reprimanded uh, strongly for not following these things, such as Ezekiel 22 verses 7 and 25. And Isaiah 9, 17, and Malachi 3, 5. Also, Jesus himself reprimands the Pharisees in Matthew 23, 14 for taking advantage of widows. So there is definitely a strong biblical precedent for the Jewish people to be taking care of widows. And so here in this chapter, we see a great Christian application of this practice that was based on the principle from the law, which is just an extension, uh, one of the avenues, ways of doing love your neighbor as yourself, which is also listed in Leviticus 19 verse 18. So the Christians have appropriately started taking care of the widows that are part of their congregation, but it's not being done quite equitably. Now, before we move on and talk about what they did in response to this, I want to just mention also in verse one, it uses this word multiplying to describe the increased number of believers in Jesus Christ. This seems in contrast to several references, both in Second Thessalonians and both letters to Timothy, where Paul talks about the grievous times of many rebelling So kind of a sad contrast, but I'll save more discussion about that for another time. So in verse 2, we have the 12 apostles recognizing that their position as eyewitnesses means that dealing with this problem of serving the widows isn't something they should be dealing with directly or regularly. The 12 apostles have a very unique role because they had a very unique relationship with Jesus, and so they need to do things that are more centered on that. But that doesn't mean that these other men are lesser men. And notice that they are men. This does not get delegated as only women's work. It was supposed to be under the care of men recognized for their character and living full of the Holy Spirit. In other words, they are also leadership material, but they're just not among the 12 who had their very special specific role. Well, the 12 apostles don't actually choose these men. They tell the group of believers to agree on them, and then they all together appoint or recognize them as being the ones to take care of this job. In David Gusick's commentary, he points out that all of these men have Greek names. This seems to suggest they were from the Hellenistic group, so that is a real act of humility on all of the congregation to choose men from the Hellenistic group to deal with this for all of the widows. And then right away again, we are told about the multiplication and also that lots of priests believed, and that's very happy news. Then Stephen, in the midst of his role of overseeing the care of widows, was both doing signs and wonders and having discussions that were frustrating some groups of those people who met in the synagogue. It is possible that Saul, who became Paul, was among them at this time still resisting the gospel. As the commentator Lovett says, Tarsus is in Cilicia, where, uh, and obviously it's Saul of Tarsus. Now, 
several groups are listed, and the first one is Libertines in the World English Bible. Other translations say Freedmen. Um, both of the lexicons by Strong's and Thayer's say that this word Libertines here means those who are freed from slavery or are the sons of freed men. And so they may have been converts to Judaism based on other historical documents. In our day and age, the word libertine generally means someone that doesn't have morals, and that's just not what it means here. But then the other descriptions are of where these other men were from who were disputing with Stephen, as I mentioned in regards to Saul. Then, unfortunately, instead of heeding the truth and the invitation to repent in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sins, I think we can assume that Stephen was getting to that based on everything, that he was giving a similar message to what Peter did in Acts 2.38. Unfortunately, these men instead channeled their frustration and humiliation into murderous plots, and that involved a lot of lies. Now, Stephen will ably refute their accusations in the next chapter, but right away we see his face described as was like the face of an angel and that they saw it. This likely should have reminded them, these people who were in the synagogue, who were delving into the law and the worship all based on Moses' law, this should have reminded them how Moses' face had glowed from spending time in the presence of Yahweh, as it mentions in Exodus 34.29. This should have been a clear sign to them to rethink their lying accusations. And this particular account will continue in chapter 7. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 